podcast to honor the gods. This better come with a sacrifice. Dave X Media. I was staring at the shield when I noticed a strange sound. Water gurgling. And then I realized there was something new in the room. At the back of the cabin was a big basin of gray sea rock, and a spout like the head of a fish carved in stone. Out of its mouth burst a stream of water, a saltwater spring that trickled into the pool. The water must have been hot, because it sent mist into the cold winter air like a sauna. It made the room feel warm and summery, fresh like the smell of the sea. I stepped up to the pool. There was no note attached or anything, but I knew it could only be a gift from Sidon. Welcome to Of the Eldest Gods, where we discuss Rick Riordan's role as our godly parent. I'm Ray from Cabin 12. And I'm Charlie from Cabin 13. Oh, oh, oh. oh man. Oh, man. This <laughs> this is a... It feels like it's such like a... Just from the name, it's like, eh, okay, this is a chapter, I guess. I don't remember what happens in this one, but like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's because fuck. nothing... <laughs> happens we are just dealing like holy shit <laughs> we're dealing with some shit like i'm i'm still not okay i'm still not okay no for real right now <laughs> okay okay i think this chapter made me more emotional than annabeth falling off the cliff <laughs> like like what what happens to annabeth at the end of the chapter i was like oh god mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not okay <laughs> oh what happened in this? What happened in this well, fucking chapter, my dude? Percy placed an underwater phone call. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that that was the most important thing. I guess it's the only thing that, like, happens, happens, so that's why it's the chapter title. Well, you don't want to say, like, Annabeth nearly gets crushed by, <laughs> I don't know, nothingness. Because <laughs> we don't yeah, know what's happening. We'll have to talk about that later because... It's it's very abstract. It's it was hard for me to picture like the actual well, it's scene. Well, because they don't want to give away what's right, right, yeah. like really going on. Yeah, yeah. So here we are. We're at camp. It's very different in winter. Percy's like, huh? It's really empty here. Um, <laughs> and also, it's snowy. Little 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 Christmassy. Even they have little fires in the sky. It's beautiful. I'm sure. It's probably <laughs> deeply empty and sad. <laughs> Given how the rest of this chapter goes. Uh, The hunters split off and head to cabin eight, uh, with Grover continuing to harass them. (laughs) They bring Nico, our sweet boy, all by his lonesome because his sister abandoned him, (laughs) (laughs) over to the big house and uh, introduce him to Chiron and Mr. D. The wine dude. The wine dude. Uh, Chiron is sitting in his wheelchair, ostensibly, in case the questers bring back new demigods. Uh, that is his explanation. I think it's because he just needs to be at a better angle for cards. I think if you were a horse, it would be really hard to play cards. <laughs> I think it's so he can have that blanket on him, because that's gonna be awkward for a horse. He wants to be snuggled up because it's cold. Yeah. 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 I wonder if that is, like, a saddle blanket. That would be very funny. <laughs> 
Oh my god. <laughs> um, anyways, we we have a bit of an altercation with Mr. D. Uh, he refuses to let anyone look for Annabeth. Uh, Percy gets a little spicy and nearly gets smited over that. Uh, he is only fine. saved by the wonder of mythomagic. <laughs> <laughs> Nico watched the orientation film that we all missed out on. I really want to see that orientation film. I... Okay, I'm pretty sure that there's, like, a version of it in one of the extra books. Probably, <laughs> probably a newer version of the orientation film. I'm not sure. Anyway. Would be delightful. Percy and Thalia uh, get the hell out of Dodge, uh, get the Hades out of Dodge, and uh, spend a little bit of time trying to process some of their emotions, but they're really bad at it. Um, <laughs> Percy <laughs> helps spread around camp that they're going to play Capture the Flag Against the Hunters, and uh, picks up the information that Clarice has gone missing while on a quest. Oh. Percy goes back to his room and has some sad boy hours. Uh, <laughs> and then he notices that he's got a new fountain. I don't know how he didn't notice that at first. I mean, presumably it's like making noise and steam. It's the ADHD. It's the ADHD. Um, yeah, he was, he was a little busy. Uh, being be despairing over the fact that he can't catch a fucking break. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, I'm so sorry, guys. This this chapter, it he can't catch a fucking break. I just this, my emotions are a little. I think the new name for this chapter is just sad emo boy hours. Like sad boy hours. Sad boy hours. Uh, so the fountain Percy assumes is a gift from his father. It's making a little bit of steam uh, and has some golden drachma in it, so you can make some calls. It's very nice that. That does have, like, the passive-aggressive energy of, like, your dad being, <laughs> like, your phone has minutes, doesn't it? <laughs> Why do you call me? <laughs> oh my god. Oh uh, my anyways. God. Iris has special plans. <laughs> so, like, if you put two drachmas in, you get longer. <laughs> uh, so, Percy uh, decides that who he wants to talk to is Tyson, which is amazing. Best boy. It's so good to see my boy. Uh, he's working in the forges. He seems to be doing very well. He asks where Annabeth is, and Percy is, like, not here right now. <laughs> and, yeah, then, uh, Tyson has to go, and then we're sad again. We're even more sad. And then, uh, <laughs> Percy and Talia <laughs> both eat dinner alone, because the camp's rules are fucking bullshit. And then, uh, Percy has a prophetic nightmare about <laughs> Luke being a huge dick. And Annabeth being in a lot of trouble, <laughs> and that's where we're gonna where we're gonna be for the rest of this week. I I'm not okay. I'm just not okay. None of us are okay. It's not. It's it's all bad. Um, another alternate name for this chapter that I came up with. Um, it gets steamy in Kevin three. <laughs> God, I can't. This sounds like an actual like what Rick would write. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, that's a lot like, better than underwater phone call. <laughs> you need a pun. You need a good pun. Goodness. Uh, yeah. Great. I don't know. I don't know if this chapter hit like that for you guys, but I was like, holy shit, I'm depressed. <laughs> it just like, it feels like it, there's there's nothing happening, but like, we're just processing. Yeah, we're, we're just why. processing all of our losses and traumas all together. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, I feel for Percy. All right. Well, th as I've already told Ray, um, 
this this the myth stuff I have for y'all is um very relevant because nothing happens in this chapter. <laughs> so, but no, I like this. I like that we're doing this. I, I, I'm going to steal your thunder. Uh, we're <laughs> we're talking about you know those uh, oceanic guys from before the gods because uh, they just they were mentioned, mentioned. Yeah, they're mentioned. I think this is good background info. I'm excited. Yeah, because there's like nothing else like mythological that happens that we can talk about yet, <laughs> um, per se. It's, so let's sh- go into these. Don't worry guys. about it, guys. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't. Don't worry Sometimes about it. There's a lot feel... of foreshadowing going on, actually. There's, like, so much. Yeah, we, should, we shouldn't be doing this much foreshadowing. The book's already got it handled. Yeah. All right. So, in case you missed it, but, um, <laughs> let's go to this guy that I can't pronounce his name. Um. Yeah. I was, okay. I was also thinking so, about that. Yeah, I- so I actually Igeon? had to go to, well, I think it's Igeus, because, or, yeah, it's Igeon or Igeus. Yeah, it, okay. it depends. Okay. But yeah, so this guy is the god of storms of the Aegean Sea. So like, why, why, Makes why sense. is he here? Um, <laughs> this is not the Aegean. We are in the US. Um, bro, bro, why are any of them here? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm just saying like, this guy's very specific. Just, well, you know? okay, no, Mount Olympus is still a place. It's still a mountain, but Mount Olympus like caps yeah. is in the Empire State Building. I assume it's something like that. Yeah, possibly. I'm just saying, like, the next guy we'll talk about is a little bit less specific to like Greece, you know? Like he doesn't ha- this guy has a spot on the map of the actual world. Um the next guy does not. So Aegean Aegeus is an was an ally of the Titans in the war. Wow. I wonder <laughs> that's that's why he's here. The fact that his name means goatish or stormy. <laughs> goatish. Like, goatish? I guess that's a word. I, sure. I'm now imagining him as, like, a, a satyr-ish person, but, like, kind of seahorse-ish satyr-ish. Well, well, okay, so I'm, I'm, so the, blah, 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 there's, like, literally a constellation that's that. That's the, um, what, what is it? Um, Capricorn. It's the, the yes, seagoat. Yeah. The seagoat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, like that's, literally that's this thing. guy now. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm I'm assuming that that's what I'm he ass- is. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Also, he is identified with, maybe confused with, possibly. Um, one of the hundred handed ones. One of those, oh. one of those big giants that's got like a hundred hands. <laughs> 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 and his parents are Pontos and Gaia. Pontos being like the even more primordial ocean god. There's a lot of fucking ocean gods, y'all. Like, <laughs> don't, just don't, just don't try to research the ocean gods because you will get like so confused. Because like, there's just like a lot. It just keeps going further back and further back with like more and more ocean shit. And like, it's seventy percent of the planet. You know, you gotta, you gotta it, delegate I get a little it. bit. <laughs> but like, I, I think there's more like ocean nymphs than like anything else, or like mm. water nymphs, I should say, than anything else. And then like ocean gods as well. Oh, one of the hundred handed ones is also his son. Maybe either Brarius is him, or that's his son. That's confusing. I don't like it. It's, it's just how these things go sometimes like it is we were having this same issue with what's his face in the last episode <laughs> fire chariot boy yeah yeah i also like was just looking something up 
recently, and that same thing happened. It's like either <laughs> that's this guy's son or it's this guy's grandson. I assume and it's like why? that what happens is somebody gives them a cool new name and then uh somebody else is like, huh. I've never heard that name before. Who's that? I guess he's his son or whatever. I I mean it probably so isn't confusing. always that. I like this doesn't seem to fit that very well cuz I I don't Yeah. I don't know why a hundred-handed giant would be him or be related to him. I don't like how how do we even get there? What is going on? It doesn't matter. I don't know. We'll, it doesn't we'll matter. Look into, we'll look into them when they become possibly relevant, but like you of course, everything's going to be relevant because it's Rick and he knows what the fuck he's doing. He's like, I'm going to bring in these random things and I will make them make sense in this story. Yeah, so I guess the commentary section on uh, Theoi.com says that Rarius um, replaces his father as the god of Aegean sea storms, specifically. Like, once again, very specific. And And this guy might be related to Zeus's, like, Goat skin, goat skin arm guard. Okay, the 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 aegis. The aegis is sometimes like a goat skin thing. You okay. know, like yeah. yeah. The aegis is like so weird. We talked about it in a past episode, but like sometimes it's a goat skin. Sometimes it's got Medusa's head. Sometimes it's both. It's really hard. It's okay. a shield of some kind that protects this is you. Fascinating because I was thinking that I ghost. I I. I Gaios or whatever his name is. Like it does look like Aegis, right? Yeah. When when you said it aloud, I was like, huh, sounds kinda like Aegis. So what I'm getting from this is that uh Zeus probably skinned a sea god <laughs> who was part goat. <laughs> yeah. And made it into a cool little arm guard. I don't know. I, I so like just to get into the whole like Capricorn situation for a second, there's just like I'll probably talk about the Zodiacs at some point on this pod, mm-hmm. um, but, like, there's just, like, a lot of hard things trying to make the sea goat, like, try to relate to the mythology, because, you know, they stole these constellations from the Mesopotamians. They're just like, oh, yeah, yeah um, sea yeah. goat. We don't actually have, like, um, that literal sea goat god who's related to those things, so I guess maybe Pan disguised himself as a fish. <laughs> at one point yeah let's go with that and it's like guys why are you going with that story when you have this guy right here who's literally a sea god his name means goat like it's it's this guy I, capricorn is this guy <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying there's just like something going on there also watch the osp video about the zodiac just because it's it's very funny when Red is like, yeah, I was trying to look up why Capricorn is like Pan and this fish. And they're like, they went into this whole internet uh, d- deep dive and just like rabbit hole uh, talking about some weird time traveling fish goat man. And it's like, it was fake. The internet lied to Red. And I, I think it's the funniest thing, Red going off for like two minutes about this. And it's being like, actually, somebody made this shit up. <laughs> yeah, oh. because they made up like a whole myth about like him oh, being goodness. a time traveling god, and it's like, what is happening here? <laughs> I think that's the mo- the funniest thing I've ever heard. I'm gonna move on to the next guy because he has more. Yeah, to yeah. Talk about. I'm sure that there's more stuff. Yeah, poor, okay. poor Agaios. I don't like that the the vowel sound being repeated twice. It's fine. There's so, it's there's fine. so many. There's so many vowels. 
Oceanus, I can say that. <laughs> okay, I've heard so many ways to pronounce this name. Oh. So, so you say o- Oceanus. Um, I've heard Oceanus. Yeah. But if you want to say it in Greek, it's Okeanus. Okeanus. Okay. Because that's because that's... all all the C things are actually K's for them. Okay. Gotcha. So like we we've mentioned this before, but like centaur is Kentor. Hmm. Why did we do that? The first time I actually heard this guy's name pronounced as Okeanus, guess what? It was a Fate Zero. <laughs> <laughs> it's related back to the animes I was watching. <laughs> yeah. All right, tell me about him. He's a titan son of Uranus and Gaia. Hey, so like he's one of Cronus' siblings. Fun shit. Nice. The husband and s- the husband and sister. The husband of his sister, <laughs> Tethys. <laughs> uh, and he's just the father of the river gods and the o- oceanids. Are those the nymphs? Yes, they're the nymphs. Of course. Mm. God, of course, the nymphs are just like have his name because that that, that makes sense. <laughs> So he he's so like how Hades um has like the name of like the underworld is sometimes called Hades and he's the god of Hades. Uh this guy well he kind of both is a person and a place. I guess that's oh, more okay. like Gaia and Uranus, I guess. Um so like Gaia is the earth but also she's a goddess. Yeah, yeah. Uh Oceanus is a giant river that encircles the world. Um hmm. and he's also a god. Like, I love like he's that. both at the same time. So it's it's like a whole weird thing with how like they believed everything was, I guess. I guess I wanna say that he would ma- basically be like the atmosphere, possibly. If you want if you right, wanna the... put it into like the earth is not flat terms. <laughs> <laughs> well if to this use is flat the, earth terms, probably the Christian terminology uh, would be the Oh yeah, the the spheres? Oh god, I forgot what it's called. It's, 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 is it the spheres? No, it's, there's a specific word for the firmament. Ooh, okay, yeah, 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 that makes, that sounds, that sounds right. Yeah. It's just like. Well, maybe I'm confused because I thought it was water, but when I Google that, I'm getting like a solid dome. Yeah, (laughs) I, I mean, that's what I was thinking of. I didn't think it was actually water, but like, basically that's how I would put it. I, I still want to like a picture of like how this all works. I really need a, a an image to explain this because, like, we still got the whole like the sky. Oh, oh no, no. And the earth. I, okay, so I, I have I have a picture uh, right. here. I'll just send you the wiki for firmament. Uh, right. But the the firmament itself refers to the dome that keeps the ocean out the the out, outside ocean from getting on us. Right. Sure. Let's go with so, that. So there's the upper seas uh, are on top of the firmament. Okay. <laughs> this is actually not helping. This is making it worse. <laughs> I'm like so much more confused here. No, th- this is how I'm conceptualizing this guy. He's, he's, you know, you know. <laughs> We're under a big uh, glass blanket that keeps the water from coming where is down. The, wait, but where is the sky? Where is the sky in this? Is there the is The there sky, sky is... The, okay, so, is the so water you have, the sky? You have Earth, and then you have sky, and all this, all the celestial stuff is in there, the sun and the stars and stuff. And then on top of that, you have the big dome, and then outside the dome, you have water. Oh. 
So we're all inside a big water thing. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> we're in a snow globe, guys. I think yeah, I've solved yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. No lie. I've definitely had those like thoughts when I'm just like, hmm, if God exists, are we just in a snow globe? Um, I don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, I don't know what mythology it was or if one of my relatives just like made it up. Uh, this is completely unrelated to everything that we're talking about, but my favorite, uh, <laughs> my favorite, uh, view of the cos- cosmology of the universe is that, um, that you've got the earth and then, uh, you- you've got like the sky where all the light comes from. And then at night you put a blanket over it and the stars are, uh, all the little like holes in the knit of the blanket. That you can see the light Aww. coming through. Isn't that sweet? Oh, that's that, actually so cute. Right? Oh, my good. Like, because you can see it. Like, when you look at the stars, you're like, oh, yeah. Those could be, like, little pinpricks of light coming through, like, a little piece of blanket. I, I don't know. I just think that's nice. Hmm. All right. Sorry okay. to have distracted us entirely. Let's get back to Okeanos. You know what? I I think, I think I'm just, like, entirely wrong. And I'm just, like, trying to view this from a non-Flat Earther perspective. <laughs> so, like, it's... Just, it's flat earth, um, like, all of, it's yeah, yeah. just, it's just the water that encircles, like, everything. Um, oh, I lost the page. Okay, where was I? I'm gonna stop trying to explain his existence, but yeah, he's a person, and he's also a place. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at his wiki now, I'm looking at the cosmography section, and it's like, Cartographers continued to represent the encircling equatorial stream much as it had appeared on Achilles' shield. And I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck you're on about. So we gotta- No idea. We gotta just- <laughs> Well, I, I, I'm I gonna have to research this later and like read up on whatever the fuck the equatorial stream is. Because that sounds it's, great. It's, it's but so confusing me. I don't know that yeah. it's worth it for the episode. <laughs> Let's move on. What's What's this guy's deal- <laughs> Um, well, I was gonna say, like, in, in Fate Zero, um, as I, like, first heard, like, Okeanos <laughs> I as, was like... taking a drink, <laughs> and you said Fate Zero. <laughs> I'm welcome. sorry, I'm, I'm, um, I'm not gonna roast you, only a little bit. Stop <laughs> roasting me! What's wrong with me liking an anime, okay? <laughs> it is just funny I like it because, because I was like... No, no, it's fine, it's fine. You're gonna have to explain why you're roasting me later. Um, no, I'm I'm not. I'm not. It, it was just funny because I was expecting you to like get into like the actual mythology and then you're like, okay, in Fate Zero. <laughs> well, guess what? Um Alexander the Great, um Alexander the All Right, sorry. Um <laughs> in that show is like, yeah, I really my my whole life I wanted to reach Okeanos, which basically is just like the edge of the world, I guess is he right. is how he was explaining it. Okay. Um yeah, he just wanted to to reach the water at the edge of everything, which is okay. Well, no, that's cool. That's, that's definitely a things. thing. Like, uh, th- okay, that's different from what we were talking about then, because that would be a flat Earth, and then when you reach the yeah. edge, there's water like down uh, uh, after the drop. That definitely makes sense. That um, that yeah, that's how I'm thinking. The Greeks probably thought of it as is like a flat Earth thing, probably. But like in my brain, I'm just like I can't think of the flat Earth thing. So my <laughs> brain goes to like water encircling like the globe. But like no, mm. they were they were still in flat Earth times, I guess. Yeah, don't worry about so, it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, that would be a flat Earth concept. Is you reach the edge and then there's a drop and then there's water. You ever see uh, DreamWorks Sinbad? Um, God, I I don't think I have, actually. Bro, 
bonus can- episode. Bro, we have <laughs> to watch that. It's fucking good. Uh, anyways, um, if y'all want to know where uh, my sexuality comes from, it's uh, Eris in that movie. The animation on her. Holy shit. Anyways, moving on. But yeah, uh, they, they, they do that in that movie. That's why I brought it up. They reach the edge and then there's, you know, the drop in the water. See, my brain was thinking about that, um, the cubed earth in, um, uh, Barbie Swan Lake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, I'm sorry. I think about that so often, actually. I'm just I just, like, I just man. think about him, like, walking his little fingers and, like, <laughs> if you go too far, you'll fall right off. You know what? I need to find a picture of that and just send that to, like, yeah. the, well, the Discord no, right now. Well, no, make a tweet with that. Like, please. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we actually don't know what this guy's name means, I guess. It's oh. like his the etymology is obscure, it can't be explained. That's fascinating. And then we named the ocean after him, huh? That's like so weird to me. Because like, yeah, everything is named after him. Yeah, that's like fascinating. O- Oceanus, like Oceana, Oceanids, Ocean, everything uh-huh, uh-huh. is named after this guy, and we don't know what his name means. <laughs> That is just like, you get to the root of something and it's like, unknown, not helpful guy, not helpful. So yeah, the fact that his daughters are named the Oceanids and his sons are just the river gods. Um, Greek mythology, I hate you sometimes. <laughs> that's just, that's just how it is. He just, he had a lot of fucking kids. Like, yeah, as I mentioned, like there's just a lot of fucking ocean people. <laughs> and he had a lot of kids. Yeah, just the the genealogy is just like Oceanus and Tethys, the rivers, the Oceanids. Doesn't even name them. Love that. Um, I love this section of the wiki. Primeval father, question mark. <laughs> the fact there's a question mark in the name of it. Love that. Good. I, I love mythology. It's totally great. <laughs> there's like um is it it's not necessarily like a theory but like it's something in the iliad that's mentions there might be like a tradition where they were like the parents of the gods instead of uranus and gaia hmm. which all right love that you know water brings life to us all it's very it's very interesting yeah yeah makes enough sense to me especially if you're thinking of it like the land rising up from the sea oh and it might be related to orphism too Oh my god. Everything relates back to Orphism, which again <laughs> relates to Dionysus. We're back on that bullshit. I love it. <laughs> I just, I would talk about Orphism because I have no idea. It's just like so weird. I love it. Okay, they're possibly like the first to marry of the Titans, I guess? Hmm. hmm. Good for them. Oh my god. There's <laughs> just like a lot of like weird things going on here if you think about Orphism. Anyway. According to Apollodorus, when all the Titans were attacking their father Uranus, uh, Oceanus did not attack him. Interesting. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Was and he did not take part in the tight, tightnomachy. Tightnomachy. There we go. <laughs> I can't say words. Yeah. So he's he's just like a neutral guy, but like right now he's fighting against Poseidon. Weird. Rick, why are you like this? Why are you like, oh, Don't. yeah. It's fine. But yeah, that that's interesting. It makes him an interesting guy, you know? He's just yeah. out here doing his own thing, trying not to 
uh, make too many waves. <laughs> hey! I think I like that um, better for him than like what Rick is doing here. But I assume he just wants to keep Poseidon out of the way because Poseidon's super powerful. You can't right. have him like you know helping out. Well, and Percy the, the and problem is that Luke is on a boat, like. That and too. so Poseidon should be able to just deal with that shit. So we have to have a reason that he didn't. You know, if Percy can't go on a plane because Zeus will smite him from the air, then yeah. it's a bit of an issue that Luke is just like a sailing around, totally fine. The fact that like Zeus actually didn't smite um Percy while he was on the sun chariot. Hmm. Just just saying. Well surprising. Okay. The sun chariot is technically another god's domain. And yet, I would say, Phaethon. Well, he was causing problems. uh, He would have done that if that was Helios, though. He didn't know who was driving. (laughs) (laughs) He would have done it even if it was Helios. Yeah. Oh, Uh, oh, I love this. Okay, so Oceanus um, visited Prometheus in um, one of the tales of um, his punishment. He arrives on a winged steed. Bro, the ocean has a Pegasus. Good. Possibly. I mean, we we don't... Does it say if it's a horse? Oh, wait. It might be a griffin. Wait, I love that better, actually. Mm. The ocean has a griffin. I love him. That is almost too bad, because I do like if we get lots of connections between horses and water, because... I mean, we have enough of them. Pegasus is already a son of Poseidon. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. (laughs) We don't have to relate it back to Oceanus. He's older. And griffins are fucking cool. We need more griffins in here. Just saying. Mm. <laughs> Heracles threatened to shoot Oceanus. Love that. <laughs> and he actually wasn't afraid and just like, wow. Wow. Oh, Heracles. That's funny. The only thing that he ever feared was Heracles. <laughs> wow. Uh, that boy. I mean, it's because, like... If we're talking like mythologically, he's just he just didn't want to fight things, and Heracles is fucking terrifying. Actually, if if mm. you're just like the lone guy who's just like nah nah, I'm just neutral zone. Heracles um, and all of his beefy boyness is gonna terrify you. <laughs> he's got bullhorns. Hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. Uh, sometimes he's got a snake in his hand and a fish in his hand. Interesting. Oh oh. And he's a merman. He's a merman. <laughs> Love that. I'm pretty sure uh, Tethys also has like horns or something. Sometimes mm. I think I f- I want to say these two are the ones that have like the weird horns that are sometimes like crab hands. Yeah, like if you look at that like mosaic on this picture, like he's got like crab things <laughs> that are coming out of his head, but like they're very primordial and. Cool. I don't nice. know, man. They're just they're just weird people. <laughs> one of one of my favorite um ocean goddesses is, in fact, his daughter, and that's why that's why I drew her with bullhorns. I forgot. Okay. Doris. Because because Doris. I just <laughs> I just love that she sounds like a grandmother mm. and she's just like this random sea sea god. I just imagine her <laughs> knitting sweaters under the water. <laughs> That's just that's just it. That's how I imagine her. All right, I'm gonna get us off this train because we've been here a while. What's this fucking chapter about, man? Let's talk about Camp Half Blood. Looking like we're celebrating Christmas here. 
I, it, it makes sense to me because it is like a very winter thing. Like Percy compares it to Christmas, but winter celebrations are older than Christmas. And I'm sure having like okay. lights up everywhere is older than Christmas. <laughs> I, I want to know if they celebrate Saturnalia in Camp Havlin. <laughs> like that would make sense, right? I, I don't know what you would do that was age appropriate. <laughs> Well, um, we do have um, the Stoll Brothers in this chapter talking about poker, and gambling is yeah, like very yeah. important to Saturnalia. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure they have a little feast day, do some partying. Why? Why I, wouldn't they? Yeah, I'm just. I'm gonna say that they're, they're not Christmas lights. They are Saturnalia lights. They're they're <laughs> celebrating, my dude. I I do like this. I want to know: is it cold in there? I feel oh. like it's it's probably cold a little bit. Maybe a little bit, but they like can, can control the weather. So even if it's like, you know, snowing in the camp, I bet it's not like that cold because it doesn't need yeah. to be anything that they don't want it to be. There's there's a uh, fire in the attic for the the spirit of Delphi in case she gets She's chilly. She's roasted marshmallows. <laughs> it's so I sweet. Just imagine, I just imagine everyone is wearing like these wonderful Camp Half-Blood knit sweaters. Um, oh, <laughs> If, if these don't exist, uh, I will riot. They, I think they, I think they do exist. Who's the Greek god of textiles? <laughs> who, well, who has okay, knitting. The goddess of crafting is our girl Athena. So, all right, all right. You know, you, you listen to an audiobook about battle strategy, and you make yourself a little sweater. You know, seems. You know what? You know what, Athena. She goes down and she visits Doris, and they're both just knitting sweat <laughs> <laughs> for everyone at Camp Half Blood. <laughs> Girls' night. <laughs> I'm just, you know what I mean. I'm imagining like Molly Weasley sweater, like type thing. Yeah, they're yeah. All orange, and they say like CHB on them. Yeah, it's gonna be real cute. Um, so Nico is being his cute, obnoxious self. And he's asking about everything. He's not that obnoxious. He's asking why there's lava on the climbing wall, which is a perfectly reasonable thing. I mean, Percy <laughs> always thinks he's so annoying. And I love <laughs> it. I'm sorry. I just, I love him. I don't care if you think... This is, this is like my thing. I am always soft to like the annoying child character. Mm -hmm. That's, I don't know why. They're just like, bro, 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 you are sympathizing. Bro, it's because we've got ADHD. Yeah, that <laughs> you're right, though. You're so right. <laughs> I think it's because I was always, like, inserting myself into that role. I'm like, exactly. this is me. <laughs> I'm, I'm that person who's annoying, obnoxious. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, so Zoe's just like, we gonna go to Cabin 8. Uh, I know the way. Grover? Grover. Okay. Okay, let's get into it. He's gotten worse. I'm I'm deeply uncomfortable. You know what? The casual misogyny has gotten to be a bit much. I'm <laughs> I'm getting uncomfy. I wasn't comfy from the beginning, but the fact that it keeps happening and no one like calls it out ever, I'm like, hmm. Like hey. the first the first or like one or two references of like Grover being like, yeah, Artemis is like, she's into nature. I'm like, okay, like that's cute. Fine. Grover, stop it. Like, like no, like, the hunters don't want it. Like, don't keep going. Yeah. Yeah, no. Please. And I'm not even just talking about Grover. Like, uh, 
Apollo leaves and like says something flirty, like sweethearts. Oh my god! Like the the patronization of that, like no. holy shit! Like dude, no. I <laughs> and it's and it's it doesn't even happen to the other girls in the series. It happens to the hunters, like like because they're all girls. I don't. Hey, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so in a in a better world, I would imagine like Apollo. Um, maybe, maybe if, like, Apollo and Artemis were, like, closer, like, maybe he would consider the hunters to also, like, be his, like, sisters or something like that. Like, in, in a better world where he's actually close with all of them, but they're not. And he's really just being, like, a creepy flirt, and they just aren't into it. Please stop, Apollo. Like, even if it wasn't like meant to be flirtatious which it clearly is but even if it wasn't it's still patronizing like it's not cool (laughs) people are weird about the hunters like god just hmm. i've definitely gotten um people calling me that you ever gotten like somebody like a customer or something like calling you like sweetie like shit like that um normally i like it normally it doesn't Normally, it's like an old British woman, and I'm like, "Thank you, I've been blessed." So, <laughs> okay, sometimes, you know, which is a different situation. Ladies, sometimes the old ladies are nice. Sometimes they annoy me. It really depends. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, bro, I love I love being read as like more masks, and like the guys just being mm. like, "What's up, brother?" And I'm just like, "Oh, that's good." I got that the other night. And God, I, was I like, wish that were me. <laughs> Yo, it's because it's dark and you can't see me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you can just see the short hair. That's it. <laughs> so, um, Apollo's God. We ain't talking about him right now. We don't <laughs> talk about Apollo. No, no, no. I love that Nico doesn't know who Chiron is. That's interesting. Yeah, me. that seems strange because he's a pretty prominent figure. Mytho but... Magic does not have a Chiron figurine or card. What the fuck? Rude. Very well, rude. Well, no, I think he just says I don't have his card. So there could potentially be one. And he just doesn't... I'm pretty sure Nico has every card. <laughs> <laughs> He's caught them all. Uh, he he says, I don't have his figurine. So, but he says, who is that? So I don't think he has all of them. It, it, it could go either way. It's I... <laughs> Either Nico is uh, missing a few pieces of his collection, or Mythomagic needs to step up the game. I, th- I think they need to step up. So, who are the year-rounders here that we have? Still, Okay, um, they said a couple Aries kids. Uh, the Stoll brothers, Travis and Connor, mm-hmm. and Beckendorf uh, in the Hephaestus cabin. Yeah. That's very interesting. Like, uh, well, what makes sense to me about that is that, as far as I know, most of those are older kids, and so mm. they're kids who are going to have a bigger target. They're going to, you know, be a little makes bit sense. more independent from their parents. I, you know what? I actually feel like it should be the younger kids, personally, mm. because like because they, they need more protection. They, they need more protection. They need more training. They don't know what's going on. I feel like mm. it should be the younger kids more that stay at camp, and the older kids who are like more prepared, but. Possibly these are the ones that don't have like, have the anywhere else system. to go. Yeah, yeah. So that's making me sad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the big house has fireballs just attached to it. That's uh, nice. <laughs> love that. And the air smells like hot chocolate. Mm. 
I I'm leaving right now. I'm going to Camp Outblood. Um, even though it's <laughs> summer right now, I'm just gonna pretend that it's winter. <laughs> yeah, and they're just they're playing cards, Mr. D and Chiron. I I'm assuming I'm it's loving... still Pinochle. Uh <laughs> I assume so. They ha they don't mention what it is, but they don't. I just love Chiron and his sweater. Once again, <laughs> Doris made the sweater. Um, that's a f- it's a sweater with a huff print on it. I'm imagining so it being pink. Personally, <laughs> <laughs> we don't uh, get a color, but I think it's pink. The other detail that I'm charmed by is that uh, Mr. D has a little golden laurel wreath, wreath, but like because sideways because he, he just won. Yeah, that's that's well, cute. Of course, it's gonna be sideways because yeah, he just like plopped it on. <laughs> He's just like yeah, I won. Also, his outfit. He's leopard skin, warm-up suit, and running shoes. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So we're we're getting some awkward moments of uh, having to explain what the heck's happening. Yeah, uh, so Grover comes back with a black Ooh. eye and a slap mark, and I'm like, I'm, am I supposed to it. find this cute? Yeah. Oh. Ooh. He deserved but it. But let's not get back into it. It's fine. It's fine. I'm sorry. Grover is canceled. <laughs> Like, just just take out, like, all of these interactions in this book, and Grover is fine. I love him. But in this book, it's, um, Grover's canceled. It's it's trying to, you know, do the satyr thing. I just wish that it wouldn't. Yeah, this is the one time we're getting, like, horny satyr. But that is, like, what they're known for, is chasing after girls who don't want it <laughs> and being extremely horny. Yeah, we never get horny satyrs. Ever, except for here. Again, it's because the hunters are, like, some of them are probably nymphs, and, like, the satyrs Mm -hmm. are really into that. Nature. So, the orientation film is (laughs) PG-13? I I think, well, I think Grover just knows what's up. Nico asks if it's G or PG, because Bianca's kind of strict, and Grover says it's PG-13, and Nico's like, nice. (laughs) You know what? I think the reason is because somebody says fuck. Like, they get their one fuck, and that gives them the PG-13 rating. <laughs> and that's it. It was probably Percy in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Chiron wants to search for uh, Annabeth, and I love this. Dahlia and Percy are like, I'll go. <laughs> At the, the girlfriend same time. and the boyfriend of Annabeth oh my goodness. are like, we're going we want to go get our girl. And Mr. D's like, no, we don't need that. Mr. D. Um, <sighs> oh my goodness. And he, he keeps saying her name wrong. Like, ugh. I mean, I would totally call her Annie, but like, you don't know her like that, bro. <laughs> like, you may have known her for like seven years or so, but like, you don't actually care. <laughs> oh, yeah. When... When he realizes that Annabeth is missing, Mr. D says, not another one lost, which from context later in the chapter means that he's talking about Clarice. Oh, yeah. I didn't even clock that. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Ray. I like that. <laughs> so it's it's all just a mess at camp right now. Bruce is getting super fucking mad because yeah. his best friend is missing? And nobody seems to care. Uh, well, Mr. D is kind of riling him up, like, you know, yeah. saying her name wrong. But yeah, yeah, I don't blame him. Like, 
you know, he he says that like you know he's impulsive and has ADHD and like mm-hmm. it's it's hard to keep control when you're angry. But like Percy stands up for people. That's always how he when he gets like incensed. It's and loyal. so yeah, <laughs> like this makes perfect sense for his character that he would yell at a god who could you know turn him into a dolphin. Percy would just yell at God, like capital G. Um, yeah. <laughs> as he should. As is his right. Um, have you seen, like, the edit of, like, Percy as, like, um, the, the Sand Guardian? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't! That's- I, I don't know. I, it, does, it does feature a character who is in a later series. Um, so, <laughs> so if you look that up, there, there's a character who, like- There's a potential spoiler. That's very funny, though. But, yeah, Percy- it's just, like, Percy, like, in, like, the sand, and he says- fuck off to Poseidon because yeah that's his daddy <laughs> Poseidon covers before him god I love that vine so Percy says uh just because you were sent here as a punishment doesn't mean you have to be a lazy jerk he's right yeah Mr. D should not be the camp director <laughs> it's not fair <laughs> like yeah it's no. it's it was is a he, bad call like I think that we got into this already because I was complaining about Tantalus and, like, what a bad idea that was. But I would like to reiterate, bad way to run your uh, childcare is to make people do it when they don't want to. My stance will always be Hestia should be the camp director. She should Uh, be. Because, yeah, that's... Her whole thing is... Okay, so I personally think that if we're separating, like, goddesses of family... Hera is, like, traditional family goddess, and Hestia mm-hmm. is, like, found family goddess. Aw. Because, like, you know, like, the campfire, like, everybody sit down and, like, you're all you're all part of this, you're all part of this family kind of thing. <laughs> mm. And, like, Hera's, like, very traditional marriage and all that shit. Well, and that makes sense because, yes, uh, Hera is marriage and Hestia is home. Like, yes. And home can exactly. be whatever, whatever and whoever you want it to be. Yeah. Hmm. And she's the hearth. And yeah, yeah. I like Hestia. Imagine how good the bonfire would be. Yeah, it's already very good. But imagine if Hestia. Imagine if Hestia was there and she was like helping you roast your marshmallows every oh, night. It would be perfect. It would be too good. No one would ever go back to their house. Like everyone would be year round. I think there's an alternate timeline where it is just Hestia ruling the camp and, like, we don't actually have all this stupid strict stuff about, like, the different, like, you have to sit with your cabin. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, my god. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm sorry. (laughs) I love her so much. So, yeah, Hersey is saved in the nick of time from being smited or uh, going insane or whatever was about to happen to him. Because Nico comes back. Uh, He's very excited. That Chiron is a centaur. And Mr. D's the wine dude. Uh, he's very excited about the wine dude. <laughs> the what? Mr. D is, like, so confused right now. It's, it's honestly sweet. Like, uh, <laughs> Nico's like, everybody thinks you're the lamest god card, but I think your powers are totally sweet. And, uh, Mr. D is like, well, that's gratifying. And it's like, I don't know, that's just... Like, he's, you know, humoring him. Yeah. I just love this. It's it's nice. So, uh, Chiron sends them out to, uh, tell everyone about Capture the Flag, and Percy's like, we can't play Capture the Flag, we don't have enough people. 
And they're like, it's tradition, we gotta. We do if you count the hunters. <laughs> when we get there, we gotta figure out how many campers there are. Yeah, I don't think it's very many. But, you know, there aren't, like, that many hunters either. Yeah. Which <laughs> makes it interesting that, you know, they do it during the summer. That, like, mm-hmm. it would be all of the campers versus the hunters. Which... Yeah. <laughs> The fact that that is presumably fair. Um, it, it's never fair when you're up against the hunters. <laughs> yeah, they, they're probably not going to do so hot. <laughs> like, like I don't want to be spoilery, but like, it's the hunters of Artemis. <laughs> what yeah, are you expecting hunters. here? We have, we have the campers that are trained by Chiron versus the hunters that are trained by the goddess of the hunt. Who would win? <laughs> Mm. Mm. <laughs> real friendly um <laughs> i love thalia just like chewing percy out you've already got aries on your bad side don't make dionysus mad yeah uh per- percy is made to piss off gods <laughs> it's incredible he's lived this long honestly <laughs> my god <laughs> um really? so this conversation makes me sad also i am thinking about Talia, I'm thinking a lot of things. She, she was okay. a tree for a few years, and then yeah. she got out, and okay. then, like, everything had changed. She had changed and aged. Everyone was... But even though she has aged, everyone is still older than her. Older yeah. than they were before. Yeah. And, like, that's a little upsetting. And then, like, Luke's gone. Uh, Annabeth and Grover have basically replaced her, if you think about it. They did? Yeah, yeah. It's a new big three person who, like, they can depend on as a heavy hitter. And he's, like, similarly hot-headed. And, And, (laughs) yeah, yeah. She's been replaced in her own friend group. And, like, the the head of that friend group has now fucked off to be evil. And... Like... And she just has to deal with all that. Like, it's... And uh, and then the reveal that uh, she looked into her mom and found out that she died <gasps> two years well, ago. Like, imagine being Talia. It's not good. <laughs> How much have they revealed about the mom? I can't remember. Uh, not a lot. Uh, all that Talia really says here is that she drank a lot and uh, had a car crash. Okay. Okay, because I'm just like, can we talk about her mom? <laughs> but we really can't very much. We really like, cannot. I mean, you can insinuate from just those lines and also the fact that Thalia ran away. Um, yeah, yeah. That it wasn't a great home life situation anyway. Well, yeah, she, you know, she's obviously upset because that was her mom, but she, even she says they weren't close. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, you're still sad about it, even though it's not somebody that you're you're super close with. I don't know. Well, it's still, even if she did a shit job, it's still the person who raised her until yeah. she was 10 years old. Like, that's a relationship that you d- don't replace. You know, it's, it's, it's a bond that you have with a person, whether it's good or bad, that makes them, that gives them a seat of importance. Yeah, there's just a lot of weird shit going on with Thalia and her mom. Mm. It's not great. 
It's not mm. great. But also, I just want to frame the fact that like the tr- we we do we do see that the tree is still there, and we do get the explanation that like oh yeah, it's just like it doesn't um have uh Thalia's spirit for power, but like it has a golden fleece. Still weird. Still weird to me. Like I I feel like that maybe bothered me once, but like. I don't know. I think it's fine. Like, at the end of the last book, what they say is that the tree, like, spits her out. And I don't know. I'm <laughs> fine with that. Imagine it actually, like, spitting her out physically. <laughs> <laughs> it just, like, heaves, like, <laughs> look, you got a punk girl. <laughs> Love that. So, she needs a hug. And yeah, also, in does. the background, we have, um, an Ares camper and a hunter about to kill each other. <laughs> I just love that detail. Love it so much. <laughs> so, yeah, she and Percy are actively trying to get along. Um yeah, they are. They Let's both offer each other the the captainship of Capture the Flag, and then uh, Percy suggests the co-captain, and they're both very uncomfortable. Like, but they're so clearly trying, but it's, it's, it's hard for them. It's not working. Like, they're processing together, they are being emotionally open, but they just aren't made to, like, click easily as people. Zeus and Poseidon, that's why. Um, it's just, like, they both realize who they are in the friend group. Once again, like, the whole, like, Percy's Thalia's replacement. Not really, but, like. That's that's how it feels, and they both and know it. For Percy, it feels like she's replacing him. You know, exactly. That people don't care about him and rely on him the way that they used to with yeah. her around. Yeah, like it. It makes sense for them to sort of resent each other, and they're trying not to. And that you know that makes it hard. You know, These kids need a hug, and I want to be there to give them hugs. <laughs> So, it makes me even more sympathetic to both of them that they sort of understand each other, but even, but like partially because of that, they can't really get along. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Percy, Percy goes and tells everybody, um, about Capture the Flag. Um, and then we get the whole thing about Clarice. She's on a secret quest. Um, yeah, but a she's top missing. secret quest for Chiron. Wonder what's And it's going been on about there. a month that, since she went MIA. Um, I don't think we hear about what this is till like the next book. What? I I God damn. I I'm pretty sure we don't actually get like the full on what happens here until next book. <laughs> Gonna mm. be honest there. Like I she might come back he, in here but uh yeah, we're not going to hear about what this is for a while. Damn. But it's not important right now. Because Percy <laughs> Sounds is a little sad. important. Clarice is fucking missing. <laughs> She's not important right now. We just had character development last book. Yeah, I, I, I would like to see her. That's the whole problem here. Is like, we got character development for her, and then, like, we ain't gonna see her much for a while here. <laughs> she ain't gonna be buddy-buddy with them. <laughs> she okay. had her character arc. She's done now. So, Percy <laughs> goes back to Cabin 3. This shit is where I start to uh, unravel. <laughs> like, oh. this is fucked. <laughs> I don't know. Just, okay. Tyson's gone. Percy goes back to the cabin. The He has no personalization of this space. It is just the cabin. 
He has the horn, and that's it. He has the fucking minotaur horn. Like, Which is it, trauma. That is, that yeah, is trauma. Literally. <laughs> it, the only thing that that is for him is trauma. That is not a trophy, and it never has been for Percy. It yeah. has been something that he clung to in the throes of despair. <laughs> It was the only belonging he had in the Lightning Thief when he first came to camp. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know. For some reason, seeing it here as the only, like, personal affect in his space, like, hurts me even more than it did in the Lightning okay. Thief. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Like, doesn't Percy, like, he he's he's always mentioned that like Camp Half Blood is like his place. Like he loves it so much, and yet yeah, he yeah. doesn't have any of his shit here. That's you know, just so weird. He to only me. comes down for camp and he doesn't have he a lot of stuff, the whole I don't summer. think. I don't I, know. I, I just I just don't wanna imagine Percy having like, I don't know, like a flag or a poster or something, or like yeah, you know, like a nice little blanket. You like, know, he's something. only been here for two summers. The first time he didn't have time to grab anything and then he was off questing. Uh the second time he was busy trying to accommodate Tyson and he also had to leave in a hurry. He didn't have time to grab anything. But like after those quests, he spent the rest of the summer at camp. And they don't let you leave, and uh, it's expensive to get anything there's, for the camp store, presumably. We, I was gonna say, we know there's a camp store. We know there's a fucking camp store. And he's I don't think he has any money. He's like 12. <laughs> he is friends with the Stoll brothers who will steal okay. shit. <laughs> I, I feel like the Stoll brothers are nice, but I don't think they're that nice. I think after the toiletries the first time, if you want more shit, you gotta pay up. Hmm. I guess so. I feel like that was a freebie. <laughs> God, does that camp store make any money? I feel like it doesn't, actually. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> That's why the prices are so high. Okay, so, so, Percy... He's got the baseball cap. Uh, takes out the shield, which is now fucked up, uh, and hangs that up, and puts up Annabeth's hat. The, these are the three things that he has. He has... The hat of his missing best friend. He has the uh, shield, the symbol of love from his brother that has been, like, half destroyed. And he has the horn that reminds him of the time that his mom got murdered slash kidnapped. Yeah. Like, holy trauma. shit. Like, it is just a, 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 a museum of trauma. Like... <laughs> Yeah, it is. Okay, okay. That's okay, his okay. whole, that's his living space, is his, a museum of his traumas. <laughs> I, the, the new name for this chapter, M Museum of Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I was having this reaction at the beginning of this episode. I'm getting too heated about this. Let's bro, move on. Bro, I watched um all of Steven Universe Future in the span of two days. Um, <laughs> and like, man. Oh boy. Man, emotionally. I was broken. <laughs> Speaking of traumas, damn. Speaking of traumas, imagine if you had, like, the photo of, like, the mom who, like, lied about so much shit just, like, above you, and you're like, where do I put this? Where? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My god. Oh, just damn. All these, all these people who were, like, child heroes in, in all of these fictions mm -hmm, need mm -hmm, to go to mm -hmm. therapy. Oh, and I, man. I want to, is there, there's got to be a fanfic where they all go to, like, the same therapy group, and I need it, actually. I, I would adore that, like, interdimensional therapy, and it's, and it's all entirely tonally inconsistent. Like, it doesn't need to be, I just want them all to meet and be like, 
yeah, I'm fucked up. Yeah, same, bro. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. like, they're all working through their issues together. <laughs> I just, I need that so much. Yeah, so, I don't know what... I'm I'm uh, honestly just really hoping I don't remember what happens to this rich watch after like this scene here, but I really just want Percy to wear it as a watch because like does the watch still work? Well, and also um, like his I, brother I still think, made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still a present from his brother, and like it makes sense to like have it hung up. Although he says that it hurts to look at currently, which like <laughs> fuck. Um, yeah. But he mentions that he might ask Beckendorf to like fix it up. So. Yeah, Hopefully, I don't remember what I, I don't know, there, but I want him to we'll just wear this this watch because it's it's a symbol of his brother, and I love them. Mm-hmm. Huffle Bros forever. So so he's got his new water feature. Love it. <laughs> love a water feature. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fact that Poseidon doesn't have a note to it. There sh- there should be just like a little blue sticky note being like. Here you go, Percy. Like, you know, it almost, for my son. Like, <laughs> something cute. It almost makes me think, like, did Poseidon even do this? Like, <laughs> you know, could it have been somebody else in camp? Plot who, like, twist, it was yeah. Mr. D. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, you know? Like, it makes the most sense that, like, this is Poseidon's cabin. Like, no one yeah. is allowed inside. Like, he oh, edited oh, it for his ooh. darling son. But Even better. It was the, like, the narrates in the lake. They made this for Percy because they all have a crush on him. <laughs> Listen, they they all like Poseidon, so they all like Percy. Like, it's just a thing. <laughs> yeah, Percy so... should go work on his basket weaving with some nice girls. <laughs> yeah! Come on. Listen. Yeah. Poseidon has his girlfriend squad. Percy should have his own girlfriend squad at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> just saying. Love it for him. So, also love that there's just a bunch of coins here. Personally, I'd just take yeah, all the coins. Oh. <laughs> like, yes, I would call some people, but also, you're gonna need those, bro. I, d- I don't know. I I feel like it's nice later. to have a little bank for your <laughs> phone calls. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is very nice. Um... The other thing that's nice is that it's um a a warm fountain. Uh yeah. so it's like it he, he says that it uh makes it fresh and smell of the sea. Yeah. Uh it's nice. In the middle of the winter. And so, you know, it's it's like if you got chilly you could put your feet in there. <laughs> and then have a little he's spa like, night. Who do I talk to first? Mom? Hmm. Trauma. Dad? Hmm. Trauma. Um, brother, no trauma. No trauma? <laughs> no trauma Only associated with calling this person. <laughs> okay, except for the fact that uh, he left at the end of last summer and yeah. uh, is... <laughs> it's fine. How many, how much mist do you think, like, is down there? Because I assume Tyson can't really call Percy while he's down underwater. Yeah... Because it wouldn't be good if water was, like, splashing around in their palace. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so he's just, like, he's on, he's on fire, but also in water. Um, insert the, the picture of, like, Spongebob and Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I love well, it. Well, the way that I'm assuming that this works 
is that he's inside of like whatever building or like cave or whatever they keep the forges in and that so there's a window and uh when he sticks the sword out the window uh it just is in the water and then he brings it back and it's totally like back in his dry space i think that the window is just like a surface that water cannot permeate See, I just like imagining there's fire underwater. That's just that's just me. That's just I like that because there's no rules. They're they're with gods. True, true. Tyson trying to hug Mist Percy. I'm crying. I'm not okay. Oh wait, I knew that wasn't you. Um, it's fine. <laughs> so sad. He loves his brother so much. We didn't get a description of, like, Tyson writing his name on the sword, but I I wish we had. I want to know what, like, how good his penmanship is. It's probably really bad, but it could I would be love fine. it. He's an, he's an artist. He does a lot of uh, fine work. So, like, I, I, almost I would imagine- think calligraphy isn't outside of his purview. I almost want to imagine it being, like, when um, Maui signs his, like, name, but it's actually just, like, a heart and a hook. Like, he just, he draws, like, a little picture that's supposed to represent his name and also, like, a little heart because he's Tyson and he's soft. (laughs) He draws a jar of peanut butter. (laughs) Yeah, so Poseidon is busy and there's, like, a war going on underwater. That ain't good. Uh, And with those guys that we mentioned earlier. What's rough about this phone call is that, you know... Tyson talks a lot about, you know, how things are going with him. You know, dad's busy worrying about war. Uh, I've been working on this and this. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, this is what Luke's been boat has been doing. It's going to the Panama Canal, you know, that sort of thing. Percy doesn't get to tell him anything. You know, he asks about Annabeth, but that's such a sore spot and would yeah. derail the conversation so badly that he doesn't even bring it up. And so, you know, Percy yeah. can't even say, like we met the hunters or or annabeth is missing or you know any of the stuff that's like all swirling around in his brain right now he doesn't get the time to talk about any of it and so it makes you feel more lonely than before when the phone call is done yeah, the problem <laughs> is that percy really wants to unload his problems onto someone yeah, um, and Tyson's just not a good person for that, necessarily. Not, not that he wouldn't be a good listener, but one, he would get very emotional about Annabeth, and Percy yeah. can't deal with that currently. No. And two, he's busy, you know? He just doesn't have time to get into it all right now. I, I know that he would make time for Percy if he knew oh, yeah. that he needed it, but Percy can't do that. Yeah, <sighs> and I've done that shit. You know, when when you when you are all like, hey, I want to talk to you. And then you never bring up the things that you wanted to bring up because yeah. it just would be hard to do. I Sally <sighs> would be the person to call in this situation. But yeah. He's just like, oh, she doesn't need to know. He could have told his mom everything. Like, it's only yeah. been like a day. He Bro, should have called his mom and told her everything. Mom. She would want to know. But uh, that would also be an emotionally taxing conversation, and he's also just not ready. Yeah. He's more <sighs> friends. <laughs> he needs to be able to talk about things. Again, wait, wait, Go going back to my fanfic idea, like, 
I don't know who else is in here besides Percy and Steven Universe. Probably Harry Potter as well. But like, uh, they all the just animals. are like, just yes, just all of these people. They they end up starting like a group chat, like because they they all want to therapy together, and they just like, hey, like if you want to like unload your problems in here, like do that. Go well, ahead. they have a Discord with a vent like yes. channel. Yes, they have a vent <laughs> channel, and that's that's what that's what happens. They just go off to each other, and then they just like send heart emojis. It's it's great. They support. I love, I'm loving my fanfic. Someone please write it for me. <laughs> I'm too emotional to do so. Yeah, we, we already talked about how this call just like ends immediately. Mm-hmm. I, again, I just assume that Iris is like, insert more drachmas. <laughs> Continue call. <laughs> she just, she has a phone plan going on here. And of course she didn't pay it. So, <laughs> so dinner, we love dinner. There's there's pizza, there's barbecue, there is never empty soda goblets. Of course. Would be a problem for me because <laughs> I'm on a real soda kick recently. I was real dehydrated the other day because I've just been drinking a lot of soda. <laughs> it's a problem. So Percy's alone, Thalia's alone, and then Which fucking sucks. Oh my god. Like neither of them need this right now. Uh, and so, they're just watching because Nico's sitting with the Stoll brothers because yeah. you know he's in Hermes, uh, and Bianca is hanging out with all the with all the hunters, and they're having the, a great time. The hunters are the ones having so much fun here. And okay, we we don't know other Hephaestus people besides Beckendorf, and we just know of unnamed Ares people who are here. So yeah, it sounds so, like there's a few Ares kids, so they're like hanging out. Uh, Beckendorf might be by himself right now, which would also well, it's, be stupid it's a, and suck. It says Hephaestus like, had a few people in at the table, so there's other okay, people we okay. don't know gotcha. there. Um, and I just want to know if there's more Hermes people. are big enough. I think everyone should just hit it, sit at the Hermes table during the winter. Yeah. That would make more Again. sense to me than this. Like, why are they- There's no point in being spread out like this. God. Ugh. Again. And it's because I'm trying to think about, like, here. the way that you should actually set up a camp. If you are trying to do what was best for the kids, but that has never been the concern <laughs> at Camp Half Blood. So. Yeah, Camp Half Blood's like, no, nah, we gotta separate you by your parents. I mean, like, I get because it otherwise wanna... we might offend the gods because their shit is so important. <laughs> like, if you're trying to separate them by like their their powers, skill set, or like something like that, like if that's why it's by cabin, I don't know. It's just like it's so weird and stupid, and they all just need to sit next to each other and be friends. You know. They need to be friends because the hunters are having so much fun. Mm-hmm. I love them. I love uh, Bianca's trying to learn how to arm wrestle. Yeah, that's um, so nice. I want to know if she gets like like muscles by the end. Like, <laughs> I don't know this this little stay that they're having a camp out blood. Uh she's having a great time. Like I already said, the the whole Nico learning or talking about poker versus mytho magic. That's why I'm like Saturnalia. They're just they're <laughs> they're gambling over here. Uh, then we get the scary dream that I I'm already too emotional. Okay, so it's interesting to me that the dream hit you the hardest. For me, the scene in the cabin hit me the hardest. So that's that's very interesting. <laughs> It's because I'm worried about Annabeth, okay? Yeah. Uh, so this sucks. Okay. So, so what we have is Annabeth doesn't 
know what's going on. It doesn't seem like she's still uh, asking about Thorn. That the yeah, the he just guy. like dropped her off on this random hill, I guess. And she's like, "What's um, happening?" I'm so so confused. she's scrambling around and then sees Luke. Luke is crumpled on the ground. He is collapsed. He seems like something is crushing him. Yeah, there is blackness and fog swirling around him. He is drenched with sweat. Yeah, uh, he don't look. And so Annabeth great. runs up to him, and Percy's like, "Let him die." <laughs> Uh, so Luke says, please, it's killing me. And Percy can't tell what's wrong. But Annabeth, like, she questions doesn't trust him. But like, she doesn't want him to hurt. Like, yeah, yeah. (sighs) So she tries to she tries to help him. She's like, I'm gonna hold up whatever the heck this is. So it doesn't drop on top of you. It's it's the rocks. The darkness begins to crumble. uh, Huge chunks of black rock. Annabeth rushes in and the ceiling drops on her and she grabs it. She catches the entire ceiling, is what it says. Yeah. And she keeps it from dropping on her and Luke. I always uh, pictured them as like actually so, being in a cavern here. That's, I don't know, that's what I, I always pictured. But I think it's some kind of room. I think that they say something about columns, but. Yeah, they're, they're in some kind of ruins. Uh, Percy says it feels like the underworld. It's claustrophobic. Hmm. Yeah. So so she's holding it up, and then Luke just rolls yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. Dick. God, I hate this man. He really fucks her over with this. Ugh! Luke! I hate you. In the meantime, try not to die. So, yeah. He, he has used himself as bait to force to Annabeth into whatever this situation is. Yeah, it's very hard to visualize. It's it's a little vague. There are definite reasons for that, but I feel like it's almost a little too vague, but also it's it's I, it I, I need to stop talking about this before I make it too. Yeah, the problem is we can't say what's going on here, but also I'm just like okay, see you put yourself in Percy's shoes in this chapter and like in this moment I I was just like I'm putting myself in Annabeth and I'm just like god my back hurts. Um, <laughs> like, um, my muscles hurt thinking about what is happening to her. Mm. Yeah, that's the problem. It just These books are really good at making it seem like Kronos is always moving and he's always one step ahead of our protagonists. Yeah. You know, uh, Luke says, don't worry, your help is on the way. It's all part of the plan. In the meantime, try not to die. And it's like... Yeah, don't like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Don't like it. <laughs> I hate him. But yeah, the fact that there are pieces in in move in pieces in movement. That doesn't sound right. Whatever. Uh that, I know what that are mean. in play that like we just don't know what they are yet. Like the fact that Kronos always has a plan and that our protagonists have to react to whatever he's doing kind of sucks. It 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 makes the plot feel very oppressive. Which it yeah. should, because this is a kid who's fighting against forces, like, way past his understanding. I, I don't know. I think it's good. I've always thought that it was really good writing. Yeah. It makes it's... your enemies feel very intimidating. I'm just... I'm not okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyways, fuck Luke. That dude sucks. Uh, <laughs> we have gone <gasps> way over time already. We should uh, wrap up and do our uh, wrecks. Yeah, so let's go on to plugs. Before I crawl into a ball. 
Ray, you got a fun plug for us to bring us up. You know. All right. Uh, I'm I'm looking at my little list. I'm. It's much shorter than it used to be. We've been we've been going through episodes pretty fast. Did you ever watch Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency? No. <sighs> that show is a goddamn delight. Um, <laughs> what is this? It sounds vaguely familiar. It's got Elijah Wood in it. He's the one of the protagonists. Um, uh, what is his name? I I wish I would have actually prepped before I decided to talk about this. Um, <laughs> okay, so Elijah Wood is Todd Brotsman. Uh, he's just a regular guy who's having a very rough time recently, and like a bunch of complete bullshit keeps happening to him and then some dude just shows up and decides that they're best friends and that uh, he should be his assistant as a detective and he's like you're not a detective like what what are you doing you're just running around doing random stuff and he's like i'm a holistic detective when i run around and do random stuff it means that when he runs around and does random stuff actually he's solving crimes because the universe uh is all interconnected and so uh fate will lead him into (laughs) whatever he needs to do it is stupid and funny oh my god the okay like season two is like fine it's like okay like i i never even finished the last couple episodes season two is like fine season one of dirk gently is fucking perfect like you get all this set up like all these different characters all all of these all of these different casts of people who are all constantly meshing with each other in all these different ways that are like so satisfying to watch like my favorite uh pair of characters like i like dirk and todd do not get me wrong and another uh character named farah who starts hanging out with them like that trio Deeply good, deeply enjoyable. But uh, there's <laughs> there's a woman named Bart and... I love that name. Yeah. Bart and Ken are... She's a holistic assassin. Uh, which means that when she goes to... goes She goes around and uh, the universe leads her to the people who she's supposed to kill. So... <laughs> and it won't allow her to die? So uh, Ken is the first... I'm looking at the Wikipedia. That's so silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Like, if you want to see an unhinged woman, like, you know, the people on Tumblr are always asking, where are my my ladies who are just horrible little creatures? You know, <laughs> <laughs> we get all kinds of men who are horrible little creatures, but Bart is the perfect female version of that. Like, just running around doing so many crimes and yeah and then she gets a little guy who is her new bestie and i love the two of them so much it's so good yeah uh i i I don't know what else to say about it the the humor in the show oh my god like it it's very good at its setup and payoff and like season one, especially like the shit that happens is so totally insane, but I feel like it brings it in also organically that you kind of accept it as part of the universe really easily. It is so, it works out so well. I would definitely recommend it. Uh, you will get queer baited. Uh- <laughs> oh no. <laughs> But, you know, 
it's 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 one of those things. It's one of those things. Um, I do really like the relationship between uh, Dirk and Todd. You will get queer baited by it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This is what fanfiction is for. I I always talk oh. too long about my things because I want I want people to know exactly what's good about them, but then I end up just rambling. Yeah, it's your turn, bro. <laughs> bro, bro, I love when you ramble. Like this mm. is, I love when you <laughs> ramble so much. <laughs> but yeah, if you need another show, because I know that you go through shows like like you Tic-tacs. know I do. I really yeah, do. Uh, definitely check out check out Jerk Gently. I really enjoy it. Like I just. I need to write down all of the things that you've ever recommended because I just need to. <laughs> I need them to consume my life as well. Yeah. Well, the show that I'm gonna um, plug is uh, Heartstopper because. Oh, good, 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 good. Because I finally watched that. Um, so the fun story about when I watched it, I watched like the first three, four episodes. And then, um, and then my mom came home and I was like, shit, I have to start this over, don't I? And, um, she was like, what are you watching? And I explained it. She's like, yes, you need to start it over and we need to watch more. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. If you don't know what Heartstopper is, how? Literally how? <laughs> I can't. I just kept hearing people talk about it. And I'm like, gay boys being happy and they're British. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ted owns some of the graphic novels, I think, which is I fun. need to read those now and let that consume my life because it sounds mm-hmm. so good and so happy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It is so gratifying to see gay teen rom-coms, you know? And it does, the way that it's written is like, you know, like a, like a queer webcomic or like a, a fan fiction, you know? It's very focused on feelings. It's very, it's very nice. It's a good show. I'm also just so happy that, um, spoilers, I guess, that one of the characters is bisexual. Um, mm. I, I was like baited into thinking two different characters on other shows were bisexual, but they came out as gay. Um, uh. like it's, it's fine. It's also good that they came out as gay, but like in Love Victor, I thought he was going to be bi. Um, in, uh, Diary of Future President. I thought he was going to be bi. They both came out as gay men, and I'm like, we need more bisexual know. men uh, in media. Yeah, yeah. We also need men who have dated women and later find out that they're gay. But it would be nice to have both. <laughs> and yeah, we need to both. see more bi people. I just, I need more bi people. <laughs> I need it, and I'm like so happy that he's bi. Oh, I already loved um, Kit Connor in uh, Rocket Man. You ever seen mm. um, the musical? The um, fuck, the I'm forgetting. John. Yeah, Elton John musical. Yeah, I have I not seen it. it, bro. Secondary plug: <laughs> Rocket Man is so good. You will cry, but also I just <laughs> I love it so much, and it's so uplifting. <laughs> I also just love Taron Edgerton's, like, basically, like, story of how he became <laughs> John in that movie. Come on, he's, he, he sang that one Elton John song in Sing, and then he starred oh. alongside Elton John in the second Kingsman movie, and then he plays Elton John oh my in Rocket Man. <laughs> That's fascinating. I love that. Did you know that I love Sing? That movie is silly. I love it watching is. that movie. <laughs> I just saw that Sing 2 is coming on Netflix, and I'm like, I didn't, I don't care enough, but, like, I might watch it. 
they are I'm, good songs. I do care and I'm going to watch it. I couldn't get anyone to like go with me to see it, but I'm well I'm gonna see it. Okay. We need maybe we need to watch that together on Netflix. I think I think Ooh. that's what we need to happen here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um all of the gay things. Listen, it's currently Pride Month while we're recording. I'm having a time with all of the gay shit. Go watch Heartstopper. It's great. Also, I just love the fact that the the author um of the webcomic and graphic novel like literally writes the show too. Oh, I didn't know that. That's so good. Yeah. And did you know that um she they use she they pronouns and are arrow ace and excellent. Love Alice Oseman. I love you wherever you are. You're great. I need to consume more of your things because <laughs> you're doing a great job. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, non-binary people are becoming more and more visible. I And I feel like it's something that you only notice if you're already queer and like... Yeah, definitely. I, because <sighs> it's so hard for non-binary people to, you know, get <laughs> acknowledged as being who they are and how they are yeah. and what they are. <sighs> I've been like following... Um, <laughs> Not to keep going on this topic, but like I, I've been following uh the creator of Shira and um their whole yes. journey through all of this. Currently them. going by yeah. ND Stevenson, loving him, her, them, all of it. Mm. I'm just like, man, I love your gender, very gender, um, very gender. Also, just like good, the ginger. Gender. Not gonna lie, me being like <laughs> hair envy. <laughs> I have all right, for all you, right. we gotta end this episode. It's so friggin' no. long. <laughs> I'm having emotions. Hey, I'm I'm happier than I was at the beginning of this episode. Oh, oh I no. was broken. Now I'm happy. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> See if I can end this shit. Uh, Percy Ray- Jackson may be depressing, but talking about Percy Jackson is healing. <laughs> yeah, this is true. This is absolutely true. Ray. Um, get out of my fucking cabin. I'm gonna go have out my of your sad boy hours. Sad now. little <laughs> sad boy hours in the sad boy cabin. Yes. find this podcast socials at of the eldest gods pod on instagram and at of the eldest gods on twitter you can send an iris message to us through of the eldest gods pod at gmail.com if you'd like to support us financially join us at patreon.com slash of the eldest gods by becoming a patron you can join the deus ex media discord server where you'll be able to chat with us and other listeners about episodes and anything percy jackson related our $5 Patreon tier also gets you access to Against All Odds, our monthly bonus show. There, we'll talk about a wide variety of topics, which usually have something to do with mythology. Uh, no promises. You can check out our merch store on TeePublic to find custom designs made by Charlie. Or, if you cannot or do not want to support us financially, we'd really appreciate a rating, a review, or letting your friends and followers know how much you love the podcast. That really helps. You can find me, Ray, at HeyHeyRay, spelled R-A-Y-E, on Twitter. If you want to hear more from me, check out Barbie Movie Slap, a podcast where my co-host Ted and I discuss Barbie's cinematic universe. 
You can follow me, Charlie, at GreenPixie12 on most platforms, but on Twitter, I'm at GreenPixie123, which I'm totally not salty about. I also have an art Instagram that I sometimes use at GreenPixieDraws. I sometimes do the YouTube thing on my channel, Charlie Mac, that's M-A-C-K. And I also have another podcast on the network called Fandoms Gone Wrong, where my mom and I talk about movies, TV shows, books, whatever other fandoms we enjoy. You can find that on all the major podcasts podcasting apps. Our music was written by Isabel Strauss-Riggs and recorded and edited by Ian M. Riggs. You can find Izzy at Kane underscore I, that's I is in the body part, on Instagram and Twitter. She also currently makes video essays on the YouTube channel Kane I. Feel free to message her about making music for your project or editing your podcast. Of the Eldest Gods is proud to be part of the Movie Night Crew Network, which features great podcasts like Fandoms Gone Wrong, a fandom-filled show co-hosted by yours truly. Hello, you awesome nerds out there. Yes, you. Have I got the podcast for you. We've got pop culture, swearing, and all the immature jokes you could ask for. We'll take you on a journey through TV shows, movies, books, and maybe a video game someday. And we'll tell you how they all went wrong. I'm Charlie. And I'm Carrie. And this is Fandoms Gone Wrong. New episodes every other Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Of the Eldest Gods is based on the series by Rick Riordan. Right now, we are discussing Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Remember to follow us on your favorite podcatcher and meet us back here every Thursday. Oh god, I forgot to close my door. Hello. I've got a cat. Um <laughs> Charlie's just looking at a tail going back and forth across my lap. Hello, dearest. I I love it. I'm I'm loving this. <laughs> All right. Um so Percy and oh, <laughs> Percy and Talia bring Nico oh oh god, I have to talk into the mic. <laughs> I can't be distracted. I probably have to get rid of this child. Uh, we're going to have to edit all this out anyways. Uh, baby, baby. She's so cute, though. What if I just snuggled a cat this whole episode? I can't. She's too rowdy. I'll be right back. Hey, where did you go? Oh, there you are. Look at her. Oh! <laughs> yes. This is wonderful. Okay. Oh, she brought me she brought me a toy. She wanted me to throw a toy oh. for her. Oh. Okay. My bad, dude. Dave X Media.